Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. That song says, just a closer walk with thee. Do you desire to have a closer walk with him? Do you desire to walk like Enoch? The Bible says, he was not for God took him. Why? He had a very close walk with God. He was a friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. God wants you to be his friend. Please tell your neighbor, God wants you to be his friend. You cannot be his friend if your walk with him is not closer than it is now. Just a closer walk with thee. Father, we thank you for this morning. We'll live to any money. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. As you go into your world, go with us. Speak unto us. Teach us and let your name be glorified. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats and open our Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 11. We are going to read just verse 1. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. Luke 11, verse 1. Luke 11, verse 1. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Luke 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick. Sorry, I opened John in my Bible. But I, okay, I think I'm, there's something I need to say I have not said. Make sure you bring your Bible to church. Tell somebody, make sure. You bring your Bible to church. Even if your Bible is on what? Then when it's time for, for us to read the Bible, bring your phone out and do what? Read your Bible on it. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So that you don't start looking for the book of Luke in, in uh, very close to Genesis. Amen. Amen. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he seized, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also did what? Taught his disciples. Now, the topic we are going to begin to discuss from today is, Lord, teach us to pray. Tell somebody, Lord, Lord teach, me to pray. teach me to pray. Jesus lived by example. True or false? The reason his disciples came to him and said, teach us to pray, is because of what? It's because of what? They saw him praying. In fact, it says, as he was praying in a certain place. They saw him praying. And they came and said, we want to pray. We want to know how to pray. Lord, do what? Teach us to pray. Jesus was a man of prayer. And he has some interesting landmarks in his life. The Bible says in uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 16, Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and do what? And glorify your Father which is in heaven. For men to see your light and glorify God, your light must shine. Tell somebody your light must shine. That's very important. That's very important. 
So what are some highlights of prayer in the life of Jesus? Today we are just introducing this topic. Number one, Jesus was, I mean, Jesus prayed when he was being baptized and the heavens opened. He did what? Now you can put it another way and say, prayer brings open heavens. I said, Jesus prayed when he was being baptized and the heavens were open. And the corollary is what? Prayer brings what? Brings open heavens. When Jesus was baptized, he wasn't the only one baptized. Many others were baptized. But he was the only one for whom what? Heavens were opened. It's possible that others were baptized. Say, okay, everybody is being baptized. They dip them in water. They bring them out. Uncle John, do what? Baptize me too. Photographer, come and take the picture. So I can frame it. The day I was baptized, that's the picture. But for Jesus, it was different. As he was baptized, he was praying. And the heavens were opened unto him. The heavens will open unto you. Amen. Do you need your heavens to be opened today? What should you do? Pray. Somebody is not with us. You need your heavens to be opened. What should you do? See, we are going into a new year. And many of us here, we have different experiences of the current year. But we want greater things in the new year. Is that not so? If you are going to see and experience greater things in the new year, you must do what? You must pray. Are you experiencing a closed heaven? What should you do? Pray. Pray. Up to the point of the, up to the time Jesus was baptized in River Jordan, he had not yet started his ministry. The purpose for which he came on earth was not yet revealed to anyone until he was baptized and he did what? He prayed. Have things been good before and all of a sudden everything seems to be upside down? What should you do? Pray. Pray. The heavens that are closed will be opened in Jesus' name. Yeah. Number two, Jesus prayed before he chose his disciples. Jesus did what? He prayed. he prayed before he chose his disciples. And what does that tell us? It tells us that prayer helps your decisions. Prayer does what? It helps your decisions. One important decision that I know we all want to pray about is which one? Somebody tell me. Marriage. Marriage. Prayer will help you in choosing who you will marry. But don't wait until you are ready to marry before you start praying. Because then even if God is speaking, what happens? You have not yet learned how to recognize the voice of God in your decision making. The journey with Christ, the journey with God is a marathon. It's not what? It's not a sprint. Like a man of God said, he said, God is a kingly spirit. What does that mean? The king does what he wants to do when he wants to do it. So it's good you know how to pray. That is if you do. But you must realize that the king we are dealing with is one that has fixed a time for you. For everyone of us here, there's an appointed time. But you don't know what the time is. But you need to be prepared for that time. So that when your time of visitation comes, 
You what? You will be prepared. You will be ready. You will be ready. The Bible tells us in Mark chapter 3. Mark chapter 3 from verse 13 to verse 15. We know it very well. He went into a mountain and called unto him whom he would. And they came to him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him. That he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Before he chose his disciples, he prayed. Tell somebody he prayed. He prayed. And you too should do what? Pray. You should pray. It's very important. You know that, that song they normally sing, prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Jesus started with what? Prayer. And he ended with what? Prayer. prayer is what? The master key. It's not just a key. It's not just a key. You cannot have a closer walk with God if you don't pray. And many of us, it's not that we don't pray, but we don't pray aright. That's why the, the disciples that came to Jesus, they were not a day old children. They were Jews themselves. They had gone through all the trainings that the Jews will go through. You know, they have trainings at different ages. But they saw that when this man prays, something is different. And so they came and said, teach us how to pray. Number three, Jesus prayed and he was transfigured before his disciples. He did what? In other words, prayer brings change. The word transfiguration, which we all know, what does it mean? It means change. He was changed before them. Luke chapter 9, from verse 28 to verse 31. Luke 9, 28 to 31. About the eight days after these things, he took Peter, John, and James and went up into a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, let's take note of that. He didn't just go to the mountain and say, you know, we are here. We have a ceremony. No, no, no. The Bible says, as he did what? As he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment was white and glistering. And behold, there talked with him two men, which were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory. And spoke of his disease, which he should accomplish at Jerusalem. So, not only was he changed, they began to give him revelations of the future. You want to know the future? Do what? It's very important. You want God to reveal the future to you, you must pray. The Bible says, can two walk together? There cannot be agreement between you and God if you don't do what? If you don't pray. That's why many of us are easily deceived. I think the word for it is gullible. Yeah. Somebody comes to you. It might even meet you on the street and said, Oh, you live at number 10, Moreau Street. Oh, yes. Hmm. Then you look at him. Your grandfather's name is Joshua. Hmm. Your junior uncle is by name Simon. How did you know all these things? I said, we are just coming. The one that lives in worry celebrated his 65 birthday yesterday. <laughs> Say, you are true. You are right, oh. I, I will tell you his beneath name. Even though he lives in worry. <laughs> and we are easily what? He must be a man of God. Because we don't have a relationship with the living God himself who might be giving you what? A check. A check. Be careful. Be careful. 
He's telling you all those things, but it's not of me. But we are carried away. And by the time we realize that we have been, uh, what's the word? We have been duped or we have been swindled, caught, we have been scammed, whatever it is. Oh, trapped, that's another good word for it. It may be too late. I pray for someone here today. It will not be too late for you. Amen. I said it will not be too late for you. Amen. Make yourself a friend of Jesus. Do what? Prayer brings change. Prayer brings change. You want to know the future? Do what? Pray. God can reveal things to you. I hope we know. Some of us may not know. Do you realize that the devil doesn't know what's in your heart? Do you realize that? You know, one of the problems we have as even as children of God is we don't realize that Satan is an ordinary angel. In fact, he was, let me know, he's, he's not. Satan was what? He was an ordinary angel. He rebelled against God. Who made him? God made him. He made him beautiful because he made him a chorister. God, the Bible says everything about him was musical. Even his steps were what? And he realized that whenever he was in his elements, he could achieve much with God. He says, ah, why am I giving all this to him? I can, I can be God myself. He failed to realize the purpose of his what? Of his creation. He wanted to go beyond it. And he failed. You will not fall in Jesus' name. Amen. And brethren, Satan is powerful. But Christ has def uh, defeated him upon, on the cross of Calvary. So the power of Satan is nothing beside the power of who? Of Jesus. Be specific. Don't just say God. Beside the power of who? Jesus. Remember what the Bible says? God had highly exalted him. And given him what? A name above that had the name of Jesus. Of things in heaven. Things on earth and things where? Underneath the earth. So Satan is subject to the authority of Jesus. Let's not forget that. He's a fallen angel. And there's no repentance for him. Number four. Jesus prayed before he performed miracles. So his prayers enabled him to perform miracles. In other words, Prayer brings miracles. Prayer does what? It brings miracles. In Luke chapter 5, from verse 15 to verse 25. I'm not going to read all of it. Luke 5, 15 to 25. The Bible says, So much the more when there a fame abroad of him, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed, I mean, and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So first to hear, and next to do what? To be healed. So, in other words, as somebody is listening to me today, you'll be healed in Jesus' name. Because you've not come here to meet with me. Is that why you are in church today? Who have you come here to meet? You've come to meet with Jesus. As you hear, as the word of life goes forth, whatever healing you need, receive it in Jesus' name. I said receive it in Jesus' name. Verse 16. 
And he withdrew himself into the wilderness. And he did what? He prayed. The wilderness is a place of solitude. It's a place where you are alone with God. Seeking the face of God. He had performed miracles. They were healed. Then he went to pray. Then look at verse 17. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the Lord sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And what happened? The power of the Lord was present to heal them. That power is present here today. That power is present to heal today. Prayer brings miracles. I'm bringing it home a little bit. Prayer brings healing. You are in God's presence today. You are here with one infirmity or the other. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. I said receive your healing in Jesus' name. Amen. And then what happens? Early in the morning, after all the miracles, what did he do? He prayed. He prayed. He prayed. You know what the Bible says? Let him think who, who I mean, let him who thinks he stand. Do what? At the height of your miracle, at the height of your victory, at the height of your prosperity, that is the time you need to seek the Lord. Because if you are not careful, the devil is waiting around the corner because he knows you are, you are in celebration mood. And you don't realize that the Bible says, uh, how does the Bible say it? Is it watch and pray? You need to be careful. He prayed early in the morning after all the miracles. Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 32 to 35. I'm going to read that. Mark 1, 32 to 35. At even when the sun did set, they brought to him all that were diseased and them that were possessed with devils. Verse 33. And all the city was gathered together at the door. 34. And he healed many that were sick of devil's diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devil to speak because they knew him. Verse 35. And in the morning. That's one day and in the morning. Rising up a great while. In evening, at the evening, he was in what? He was healing, casting out devils. I mean, giving certain uh, people free. And in the morning, he went out and departed into where? A solitary place. And there, what did he do? He prayed. He prayed. He prayed early in the morning. He prayed after all the miracles. Prayer will seal your miracle. Prayer will do what? A seal of performance. You know what a seal is? When you stamp, put a stamp and say, bam, and then you say, what? It is done. I want to tell someone here today, it is done. Amen. I say, it is done. God has done it and your testimony will be permanent in Jesus' name. Finally, he prayed before his arrest, trial, and execution on the cross. He did what? He prayed. Before his arrest, his trial, and his execution on the cross. What does that tell me? It tells me that, brethren, prayer leads to the fulfillment of destiny. Prayer does what? If Christ did not go to the cross, are we going to be here today? No. Oh, but brethren, because many other times we think it was easy for him. It wasn't easy for him. What was the prayer he was praying? If it be your will, 
let this cup pass away. Uh, this agony is too much. This, it, the torture at that time was not physical, though. it was spiritual. They had not yet started uh, giving him all the, all the uh, I mean, weeping. Say, let this cup pass before me. And then he said, but not my will, but whose will? Let your will be done. Prayer leads to the fulfillment of destiny. I pray for you today, you will fulfill destiny. Amen. Destiny will be challenged, brethren. Unless if your own destiny is, is a cockroach destiny. If you have destiny that will challenge, the, and I know, I'm seeing men and women here that have, that have glorious destiny. Amen. I'm seeing men and women here, I mean, whose lives will manifest divine glory. Amen. Prayer will result in the fulfillment of that destiny. Oh, brethren, they might take you, like Jesus himself said, he said they will take you before leaders, before elders of the land. He said, but whatever you will say will be given unto you. The Lord will go with you. Amen. The Lord will be with you. Amen. He will speak through you. Amen. And his name will be glorified in your life. Amen. In Luke chapter 22 from verse 40, 41 to 46, the Bible says he was withdrawn from them about his stone cast. Still the same thing. And he kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And look at verse 43. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Somebody here needs strength. Receive strength in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, receive strength in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, at times, the angel of God is strengthening you, and you don't know. God is not obligated to open your eyes to see the angel that is helping you. Do you realize that? He doesn't have to. But the angel is at work doing what God has sent him to do. We needed to know that the, an angel came and was strengthening Jesus. Look at verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Earnest prayer. Prayer that will make you sweat. In other words, that all that so gentleman prayer you are praying is good though, but it's for a season. Tell somebody it's for a season. Once in a while, you need to get up and let the devil know you are angry. Is somebody with me? Once in a while, you don't just say, I, I, I don't like this, I don't like this. No, 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 no. Let the devil know you don't like it. And you stand up and face him and rebuke him. Those of us who are familiar with deliverance, can you deliver a person if you don't talk? You can't. Remember what I said earlier on? The devil does not know your mind. Neither do his demons know your mind. And that's why many of us, the problem we have is what? It's our mouth. It's our mouth. Che, 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 Ah! The interview I did yesterday. In fact, that man liked me, eh? Get the letter. Tell somebody, get the letter. If I don't just get the letter, start the job. Tell somebody, start the job. Many of us, we talk too much. And unfortunately, whose hands are we talking to? We are talking into the hands of the enemy. So the letter you called yesterday and they said, the letter has been written. The MD is not around. He's coming to the office this evening. He will sign it. Come pick it tomorrow morning. Then you go there tomorrow morning. I say, oh, I I'm sorry. What do you say is your name? 
Oh, the letter I have here is for Jacqueline Smith. Uh -uh. But I called yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. This is the only letter I have. And it's for who? Jacqueline Smith. And if you don't leave, we'll call the security. <laughs> they truly had a letter for you. But your mouth spoiled it. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. I said the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus prayed. He was in agony. God did not change his destiny. God did not avert the impending death. But he sent an angel to, his, to, I mean, to strengthen him. The advice that Jesus gave to his disciples still stands today. What was that advice? He said, pray lest you enter into temptation. Please tell your neighbor, say pray, pray. lest you enter into temptation. It's very important. That the word enter there, we all know what temptation is. The word enter there is from a Greek word that says, I say komai. And it refers to Satan entering into a situation or taking possession of the body of a person. Or thoughts that come to mind. Enter thoughts that come to your mind. Thoughts that you, that you should rebuke. Thoughts that you say, Satan, do what? Depart from me. This one is not my portion. It's what we begin to brood. And then we allow fear to come in. Every spirit of fear, I rebuke you today in Jesus' name. Amen. You are here, you are afraid. The Lord rebukes that fear in Jesus' name. Amen. You manifest the glory of God in the name of Jesus. So Jesus was a prayerful man. Now, the passage we read in uh, uh, John, I mean Luke chapter 11, verse 1, he said, when he ceased, and that's very important, the disciples did not come to him when he was praying. Take, tell somebody to take note of that. The disciples of Jesus did not come to Jesus when he was praying. You know, we're talking about becoming a friend with him. So that you, he, can, he, can, he can release secrets unto you. Many of us are failing in this, including myself. Distractions in the place of prayer. Avoid any type of distractions or interruptions in the place of prayer. This is very important. If you are going to pray and you want to pray for one hour, put off that phone. Tell someone to put off that phone. It's just for one hour. Nobody will die. That's the truth. In fact, the mere fact that you are praying when they want to contact you, maybe your prayer is the solution they need. But if you pick that phone, they will just tell you what will break your heart. You won't be able to pray. You won't be able to help them. Wives, know when your husband is praying and protect him. Does that make sense? Wives, do what? How do you protect him when he's praying? How do you protect him when he's praying? Yeah, we are talking about distraction. Exactly. How do you help him to avoid distraction when he's praying? Close the door so that the children will not come. Uh -huh. What else? 
the phone, the these people in the choir, they are on. They need deliverance. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The phone rings and the man is praying. And you are able to pick that phone. Tell them he is not available. I, you are not saying he's not at home. Oh. Don't tell lie. Oh. There is nothing wrong in telling them he's doing what? He's praying. So that they know that when in, in later when you next time he's praying and you call. I mean, they know that when he's praying, he doesn't pick the phone. Because unlike some of us, many of us, when we are praying, we do what? We pick the phone. Tell somebody, repent. It's very important. You are doing your morning devotion and the phone rings. And you know the funny part of it? When that morning devotion is over, until 1 p.m., that phone will not ring again. Meanwhile, you are discussing something and it is flowing. It's flowing. You are wondering, ah, this thing, the way it's coming, this is beautiful. That useless phone rings. Instead of you to ignore it, you do what? When you finish and say, where were we? Everything is gone. You have forgotten everything. It's not a matter of where we were. And then you now pray, okay, let's pray. The Holy Spirit has gone. God will not depart from you. Amen. Brethren, this part of it is very important. The disciples did not come to Jesus until what? Until he finished praying. He said, when he ceased, after he had prayed, tell somebody, stop disturbing your husband when he's praying. I know I'm coming there. The same applies to, our, to, to the men. Because the women are more prayerful than the men. Is that not so? I'm sure some of our mother sisters are telling them, they say I should not disturb you when you are praying. But you don't pray. You don't pray. In fact, I don't even know when you ever pray. So some men need to repent. And we need to start praying. Because we are the priest of the house. You are supposed to pray for everybody in the house. Your prayers will go very far. You realize that? As our sisters protect the men, the men protect our sisters. It's very important. Your discipline will establish you in a place of prayer. In other words, all this uh, picking of phone when you are praying is a, is a manifestation of what? Indiscipline. Tell somebody, stop being indisciplined. Because I know many of us are guilty. Like I said, including myself. Many of us are guilty. We are praying. We, you know it is the hour of prayer. The worst is when people come in between 12 and 1. And they know we are supposed to be praying. Or some have forgotten. The Lord will help us. We have, we have said this is our hour of prayer. And God recognizes that, that, that uh, what do you call it? Covenant. That covenant. Our time is fast spent. But we can't talk about prayer without praying. So let's rise on our feet. By God's special grace, as we continue in these studies, we are going to be praying every Sunday. Tell somebody we'll be praying. And the prayers we pray are prayers that God will answer. He will answer your prayer in Jesus' name. Say, Father, 
Let my heavens open today. In the name of Jesus. Pray as if you mean it. Let my heavens open, O oh Lord. Let my heavens open, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, let my heavens open. Let my heavens open. Let my heavens open, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Say, Father, keep me to the end. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Keep me to the end. Keep me to the end. I need your guidance. I need your direction. I need your instruction. Keep me to the end, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Keep me to the end, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Say, Father, change my ugly story to glory. Before you pray that prayer, before you start saying uh, there is nothing ugly about me, there is something in your life for which what? You need prayer. That is that ugly story that needs to be transformed to what? To glory. There is something ahead that you don't see but that God sees. That because of the prayer you are praying today, God will intervene. Say, Father, change my ugly story to glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Change my ugly story to glory. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say, change me, O Lord. And make me what you want me to be. I hope we understand that prayer point. The limitation many of us are encountering is because what we are is not what God wants us to be. It's because there are things in us that God has not planted. That's why we pray that prayer that every uh, uh, plantation, the implantation of the enemy that God should do what? Uproot. Every tree my father has not planted shall, shall be rooted out. Say, Father, change me. Make me what you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, change me, O Lord. Change me, O oh Lord. Make me what you want me to be. In the name of Jesus. Make me what you want me to be. Lord, change me. Make me what you want me to be. Lord, change me. Make me what you want me to be. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Say, Lord, I believe. Touch me. And heal me. In the name of Jesus. I believe Lord. I believe Lord. I believe Lord. Touch me. Heal me. In the name of Jesus. I believe Father. Touch me and heal me. Thank you Heavenly Father. In Jesus name we are praying. Is there anyone in the house. Who is not born again. You are here. You have not given your life to Jesus. This is the opportunity. If there's any such person, raise up your hand. We are going to pray together. You are in church today. You are not born again. Oh, that's a starting point. You cannot pray to God if you've not given your life to Christ. You want to raise up your hand where you are? Or maybe you are watching online and you are not born again. You are going to say with me, Lord Jesus, I commit my life unto you. I give my all unto you. Write my name in the book of life. Oh, I want to start a new relationship this day. Lord Receive me 
Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.